Yeah, more than hashtags. Come on, come on. Yeah, more than hashtags. No, we won't forget uh-huh. what's working, what's trendy, and what's next. Yeah. With Adam Lidecker and Vincent Orlek. Every week, a new episode from News on the Net. Come on. Reppin' Arizona, I know just what you came for. For stories people might miss and fly under the radar. Yeah, more than hashtags, it's news and we're on it. Make sure that you subscribe and follow if you want it. Yeah, more than hashtags. I'm Adam Lidecker. And I'm Vincent Orlick. Welcome to More Than Hashtags. On today's show, we have a special guest. So if you're looking to create a brand, launch a brand, or rebrand, this is the show for you. We're going to start off with some quick hits, and Halloween's coming. So I have a pretty awesome recommendation. <laughs> you do for a podcast? For, or for just a general recommendation? Well, get into your quick hit, and then I will surprise oh. you. Well, once again, I just want to uh, throw it out there. Coming up in just over a week is podcasting your, podcasting it yourself. The workshop brought to you by um, the folks that the authors of Podcasting for Dummies who have their new edition of Podcasting for Dummies out now um, available for pre-order on Amazon. And um, still, re- still relevant as always. Well, they updated it. That's right. They updated it. So they wrote it uh, a few years ago and now they updated it because there's all this new stuff happening with podcasts. Um, Lots to know. And even more that will be revealed at uh, the PIY 2017 workshop here in Phoenix at the end of October, October 28th, which is a Saturday. It's not an all day thing either. It's in the afternoon, a few hours. Um, A lot of podcasting veterans that are bringing a ton of knowledge and experience and that you can also kind of hang out with and, and meet and talk. And um, so check it out. It's uh, it's on the website, podcasting for dummies.com slash P I Y 2017. We'll have the link in the show notes and um, I I'll be there. I'll be there. I, hey, Adam, you going uh, October 28th. I might, you might, you might. And uh, I might, I may or may not be talking a little bit about how to use social media to get people to listen to your show. Which means Maybe. you'll be speaking on stage. I don't know if there's even a stage. I, I don't know. I haven't I seen the setup. I will bring a tiny <laughs> <for you. laughs> But, uh, so that's, that's happening in October. Tickets are still available. They're like, the early bird was uh, 20 bucks. I, I don't know if that's still available, but even if it's not, they're not super expensive. So check it out and um, hopefully you can make it. So, Today, we have a special, special show. We do. A very but, special show. But first, I have something for you. You do. Since Halloween is coming up, it is official that Snapchat is, the Snapchat is selling a dancing hot dog costume on Amazon. I'm not even joking. So it's, it's Snapchat selling the costume. Snap, Snap Inc. Wow. So like I bought this, the towel, the beach towel, and I bought the little ghost face chilla. Those were sold by Snapchat. So, so this is a snap item. Yeah. Billion dollars awesome. of R&D went into this. Awesome. Uh, so $80. Oh, well, I won't be buying it. So pretty crazy to think about <laughs> when you're selling uh, like spectacles and costumes. So I think this is pretty neat for the show. It's cool. Um, it's cool. I, I did a little search on Amazon for a Snapchat filter costume, Snapchat costume, obviously emoji costume. 
Um, there's a lot. So mm-hmm. I think it, honestly, people are going to probably make fun of this, but why not? This is like a great opportunity to uh, have fun. I'll just say that. Um, I think uh, a bigger play, not enough time now, but if Bitmoji would have uh, synced up with some kind of a 3D printer to, to print your Bitmojis, that would be uh, awesome. Bobbleheads, bobblehead Bitmoji. I mean, everybody's trying to think, like, it'll, it'll probably be like a lot of um, uh, Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, you know, whatever, uh, Baby Driver, you know, who knows. Yeah, there's uh, not really a costume necessarily that, that people will know for that. Yeah, it's just like a picture of me wearing my headphones. Yeah, and it's like sunglasses. That you know what's funny is I was in Target like a couple of weeks ago. That's right. And uh, it, there was a hot dog costume, but it was, and there was a taco costume. There was a, they were for kids primarily. I haven't seen the Snapchat one, but I wonder if if they were out then or if they maybe got inspired by. I think they got inspired because it, yeah. it made it made the rounds on Mashable and TechCrunch, and and all of a sudden they're probably just like found the maybe the supplier. Um, and yes. <laughs> Our special guest is holding up a poop emoji. Yep. Uh, and that's sure. the that's the international sign for let me on the air. We have a great show. I let Vincent introduce our um, our guest. Uh, is well, the word you're looking for? A, yeah, I was going to make an emoji <laughs> joke, but I just no. Didn't. There's no no no. There's nothing. There's there's no joking around when it comes to this guy. Uh, you know him from social media. Uh, various channels as at next gen biz with a Z man. He's the one and only Brad Lee old house. Bradley. Are you on with us? Oh, this is awesome. Thank you. And I I did just have to say that I was inspired. Hence the drawing. So you can't see this at home, but when they're talking about the hot dog costume from snap Inc., and then Adam started talking about other costumes, like with emojis. Immediately, I went to the poop emoji and thought I would wear that like crazy. So I was drawn, literally, to draw it. So I drew it there on it a is. sticky note and threw it up on the. That's camera. actually pretty good. Wow, the boys, look at that. That might, that might make it to a clip that we post on the on the site. <laughs> there a video you go. Clip. Yeah, that's money. <laughs> I'll tweet it out too. It's so money, and you don't even know it. It's so much fun. Um, so real quick, I mean, uh, Brad, I, I originally met Brad on Blab back a couple years ago. Um, and we, we hit it off. And awesome dude. And at the time, and for a couple years after that, Brad had, still actually has, technically, the only podcast solely focused on Snapchat. You might see some episodes on on uh, different shows that focus on Snapchat or talk about Snapchat, but his was the Snapchatters podcast. Was and is. It's still there. And I would say that a good amount of the information is is still still relevant, even even a year or two later. Although in social, you know, it's that changes. But um that's among other talents that you have and things that you've done. You are uh you're you're spreading your wings and your <laughs> you've you've got your uh the imagine imagine bound media your company right and um the uh the hockey team I, I i really think like people i want people to hear about what you do with with the hockey team um the hell in the big horns yeah um you're a hockey guy oh for sure 
And Adam, I don't know if you know this, but Brad actually used to live here in Mesa. Get out. For a little while, right. yeah. How long did you live here, Brad? Uh, for not quite, see, probably 11 and a half months. It started in, um, I actually lived in Scottsdale at first. I was coaching hockey in Scottsdale at the, uh, at the ice den. That's yep. right. The famous, the famous ice den. And I'm then, only uh, a mile and a half from the famous ice den. No kidding. Oh yep. man. Is it still there? there? Oh, it's still there. Oh, oh, for sure. Three, three sheets of ice. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally the spot in Arizona. Arizona hockey, everybody. Actually, you know what? Uh, ASU, I think, has a club hockey team that does pretty well. And actually, you know what? That club team was recently uh, turned into an NCAA D1 school. Oh, so, that's what I saw. Okay. Then that's what I saw. Right. So, it, yeah, there's there's some great hockey to be played um, in in Arizona. And fun fact, uh, being a Montanan myself and now live in Montana again, there are more indoor rinks in the greater Phoenix area than there are in the entire state of Montana. So <laughs> it's, it's very strange. Hey, it's all, uh, out, it's all outdoor in Montana. Is uh, that what we're couple, saying? No, there's a couple outdoor, but for, as far as indoor ice rinks, the hottest place in the United States has more <laughs> indoor rinks than one of the coldest gotcha. places. If you can eat sushi in Phoenix, you can play ice hockey too. <laughs> the question is, do you True. do you want to eat sushi in Phoenix? Don't ruin it for me. Really? Uh, because <laughs> no matter how you slice it, it's still coming from how slice many it. hours away? <laughs> What's the closest ocean? <laughs> I have a few trusted sources. I drive it in every couple of days. And it's not on the truck for a couple of days, but come on. <laughs> I want mine flown in on a private jet we, daily. We, we import everything here. Well, so the reason why, why we wanted to have Brad on is because, Brad, you are in the middle of a just a small rebrand of, uh, <laughs> of a project of, of some stuff you, you've had going on for a little while, and, um, and we wanted to, to talk to you about that. And, and our vast audience is going to be overwhelmed with information uh, from, from this, from, from your, the knowledge that you have and, and just... Like with, with this show, we definitely try to pull out the practical application of things and the fact that you're in the middle of it right now. You've gone through a lot of it, a lot of the steps and everything. We'll talk about that. But but the fact that you're in the really still in the middle of, of growing this new this new rebrand um, is I think I think a lot of people can relate because it, it is it's very similar to just starting a whole new brand in general. Totally. Um, yeah, it very much feels that way. So the question, the question I have is, why a rebrand? That's a great question, <laughs> isn't it? Is that a great question? Yeah. So I, you know what? That's a great starting point. So uh, a few years ago, uh, I decided to start a social media marketing agency, much like a lot of folks out there. Uh, I live in a market where we're probably about three years behind anywhere else in probably the United States, maybe arguably North America. Um, Montana is the last best place for everything, including tech adoption. So um, I was able to kind of take some of the relationships that I've had with, uh, with people like Vincent and others in our industry and really just grow a business of helping small businesses tell better stories for their brands on social media. And uh, it took a while to get going. Um, 
but you know, I, I ended up getting a, a couple of clients and then got really lucky and got crazy busy. Uh, the Helena Bighorns definitely figured into that uh, success. Uh, the, the name of the company was something that I really struggled with in the very beginning of it. Um, I came up with a term called imagine bound and I just thought it was the coolest thing to take the word imagine and the word inbound and smash it together like you do with cheese and cheese it and cracker and all that. And I just thought it was great. The problem is the market didn't. And it was very, not only was it hard to explain what the name was, but it was also watching people struggle with, what is it called again? It's, is it Imogen, Imogen Bam? Oh, oh, okay. So what do you do? And at that point, I'm already embarrassed to even talk about what my business does, which is pretty vast. And to people here in Montana, you know, no offense to my homeland folks, but we're still having conversations about Facebook. So um, it was really, I, it, it became to the point for me where I, yes, I've been very busy with client work and I'm very blessed with some amazing clients and I'm very much head down in doing work for them and making sure that I'm delivering for them. Um, so I don't really put a lot about myself out there and my business, but really if I have to be honest with myself and your listeners, I hated the name of my business. I hated that I wasn't clear about what it does and I needed something different. And um, it's just, that's that, that was the pain point I needed to solve. So how long ago did you, like, obviously you went through that pain point. How long ago did you decide, all right, uh, I got to bite the bullet. Um, probably, I mean, I've been in this situation before. Swallow the pride, you know, your baby, and, and not necessarily start over, but as it says, rebrand. How long ago was the process before you got, like, got into it? Great question. So I've been, I joined a, a business networking group up here last December. And I think it was by January of this year that I really was like, I'm not so sure about this. By the time May hit and the client work really started getting like to a fever pitch, um, that's when I was like, you know, I, I got to do this. The, the actual unlock happened for me probably three weeks ago. I had a conversation with one of my clients and I just asked her up front. I said, what's my brand? Hmm. And she just looked at me and she goes, what do you mean? I said, I, I don't know what a magic bound media brand is. I don't, when you, when you talk to other people about doing business with me, like, what are you telling? Me? And that conversation that we had just got me pumped up. She said, honestly, Brad, working with you is like working with the cool kids. She's like, I get to be the trendsetter. You're bringing all these ideas and we're crushing it with video and I get to, I get to be the people, one of the people that folks walk up to and say, Hey, I like what you're doing. How are you doing that? And she loves that. And she yeah. says, you need to go with that. She goes, that's all you. And it, for whatever reason that unlocked me. So I was like, you know what? Now's the time to do it. It's <laughs> and in now, three weeks. now more than ever. And that was a crazy process too. This is like one of my favorite stories to tell now. I, <laughs> how I came up with the name social flicks. Um, I needed a logo. I know that if, if I'm honest with myself and what I'm really good at, um, is creativity. I've always been a creative person ever since I was a little kid. 
um, that creativity comes out now in video form and the workload that I do for my clients is very much video heavy and it's very much social media centric. Everything is optimized for whatever platform we're posting it on. Um, if we have a theme for the week, I'm not taking the same video and putting it on five different spots. I'm telling the same difference. I'm telling the same story five different ways on five different networks, if that makes any sense, all through video. Um, and I've dialed in on the targeting for my market and, and everything else. So Facebook really, you know, my Facebook ad campaigns are really targeting quite well. But so that being said, I was like, I need to find a logo that could probably unlock me. I was like, I need something that looks video, that looks mobile, that's shareable. I got to find something. I looked through things and I just couldn't find anything. I mean, I was like on Fiverr. I went to the Envato market. I mean, I was like, I'm looking like I'm desperate now. And then I got a little notification and I don't know if you guys are like me, but I hate notifications. So like if I see the red button, I've got to click into it because I got to get the red button off. So that's, like, cool. that's the whole point. Right there. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm, I'm a total. Yeah. So we reach bill, billions of hours daily. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. So I, uh, I had to clear this notification off my email real quick and it was from Netflix and you know, they were just telling me that they added some show they thought I'd be interested in. But at that particular moment, I really keyed in on the name Netflix and I was like, Wait, wait a minute. Movies on the internet, Netflix. Videos on social, social flicks. I mean, it literally happened like that. And then it just took off. The, the, it was like the floodwaters came pouring in. The dam was broken. And pretty soon I, you know, I found, a, I was like, I'm going to have a play button. It's going to look like a share button. And that's how I came cool. up with the logo. Uh, it got my favorite colors in there. And the next thing I know, it just starts building and building and building. And now when I talk about it here, this has been a three-week process. But really over the last week and a half, two weeks, I've really started pushing it out there because I'm proud of my brand now. I have passion for it again. And now it, it, people ask about my business by its business name because they're not afraid. It rolls right off their tongue. Social flicks. Hey, Brad, what's going on with social flicks? Like, it's just the coolest thing. So, I don't know. That's That's been the, the journey so far, among other things. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> and even though, I mean, it makes a lot of sense that you're now proud of it. And even though you're saying that, you know, where you live is three years behind, your your social. Well, you're not. <laughs> right. Well, and, and, and now they're not. You're, you're, you're ahead. Brad, you're natively you're posting on the the right channels, the right content, um, instead of doing stuff from three years ago, which obviously wouldn't work. Uh, Truth. So, hey, Vincent, I think we need to we need to move. <laughs> yeah, what Helena or Billings? Which where should we go, Brad? Um, Billings has a lot more people. <laughs> I'd probably aim for Billings if you wanted a bigger market. If you want to, if you want a really like big city life, you go to Billings. <laughs> I would, I would focus. If you were going to do it, honestly, pick one of the two college towns: Bozeman, Montana State University, go Cats, or uh, Missoula for the University of Montana <clears throat> Grizzlies. Yeah, boo. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, but I would pick those two places simply because, honestly, large college campuses, young people, it drives those markets to be younger in the way that they brand, you know, market themselves and brand and everything else. So um, those two places are fun to, to play in for me right now. Cool. 
um, so now that you're you're in the middle of it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you I I see you know I, I like the Facebook page. I I saw when you launched it. Um, what what do you have in place right now? You have the logo. Mm-hmm. You have. Is there a website yet? Uh, no, I've bought the domain for uh, for .com, for .co, for .net, and I'm looking at .social, but I don't know if I'm going to necessarily go that route. I, I don't know. Okay, so let me ask you about that. Um, yeah. You bought multiple domains. Yeah. Um, why? Explain why. It's a great question because I, <laughs> I'm probably going to sound really weird when I say this, but I can't stand websites. I don't visit <laughs> websites. Um, I'm, I'm 100% social heavy. I, I don't visit a, a web. It's rare for me to visit a website. So I don't like it, but I know that in the market that I'm in, I really need one. Um, I bought multiple just in case, you know, like I, you know, if I want more landing pages or if I've got a specific marketing campaign coming down the pike, you know, I might be able to leverage different names for those. Um, just kind of thinking ahead. Was part of the process also in coming up with the name was part of the process searching to see if those social properties were available? Oh yeah, dude. So as soon as social flicks hit my head, I grabbed the very first thing I did was grab my phone and start looking. I went, all right, Snapchat, is there a social flicks on there? And there was, there was social flicks with one X and it was from, well, I can't see that much on Snapchat, but I knew that it was taken. So then I went to Twitter and after Twitter, I went to Facebook. So there is a social flicks in Brazil that was bought in like three or four years ago. Nothing's ever been posted. Nothing's ever been active. So what I did was I took the name and I smushed it together and added another X. So at social flicks, one word, two X's, that's where I went with it. Um, Just for, just for my own, sanity i guess uh, but as far as everything else that is in place yes uh twitter instagram uh youtube which i'm excited to talk about if, if you're interested of um, course we will the uh facebook page is kind of gonna you know i i look at facebook and youtube as kind of playing right hand left hand of the same body of what social flicks is really all about um so th- those are the pieces that are in place right now as far as clients i just grandfather them over but now it's you know part of that rebrand. It's it's so much easier to talk about. Yeah. Um, so for for your business, business your mm-hmm. business part, uh, apart from social and all this other stuff, but for the business part, because you had it, you had an LLC, right? Right. So now, do you, are you in the process of doing all that for social flicks? And when you're saying you're transferring over your clients, like same deal, you're gonna have to do some tax stuff involved, or I mean. I, I have some idea, but I'm curious like what, what you're into. Right. So there's a couple different ways that I can go about this. And I've got um, a very good friend that's uh, kind of helping me through this process on the legal side of things. So good. I can uh, basically, I can kind of go a couple different routes. I can keep the social flicks name and continue, um, excuse me, I can keep Imagine Bound Media and then file DBA, DBA. doing gotcha. business as social flicks. And that's probably uh, from the advice that I received. Again, this isn't going to be advice for anybody else because you should <laughs> counsel from your own. Disclaimer. Legal yes. Disclaimer. Yes. Yes. I'm all about disclaimers. Um, 
you know, it's probably better for this year's taxes, for this year's accounting and everything else to just take the DBA and call it good. And once all the filings are all the way through for next year and taxes are, are done, then we can fully move everything over for 2018 and, and start down that route. But for right now, I'm kind of in that little, yeah, that you, little flux area. The gray, you know? yeah. and, I, and I did the right. same thing. I have an LLC and I have uh, multiple DBAs uh, for different, different venues, different outlets I'm doing. And one of the things that you want to make sure though, is that bank account because you want people to, if they're writing checks and not just paying you or update your PayPal or update, however you're getting paid. That's one thing that uh, I missed the first time around. <laughs> uh, and someone pays you with the new name and uh, they're like, ah, what's this? So at least I'm sure the bank can add it as well. But um, yeah, I, I got similar advice uh, when you have an LLC uh, that's kind of invisible except for the, to the tax man. So you can, you can launch different services, uh, yeah, so that's, that's really cool. One of the things that a lot of people ask is when they're looking for a name or branding, they spend a ton of time trying to come up with the perfect name and then they forget to search the Gmail, you know, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. And then they get really frustrated and mad. Right. And there's also, there's also the, I mean, there's, there's all the, the people that make the point about, especially in the startup world, which this is, this is akin to, um, where it's, it's, Oh, I have this idea for a startup. Um, you know, a lot of people run out and they grab all the social handles and the website and all that, but they don't have the product built yet or anything like that. There, I see both sides, but I'm definitely on the side of there's no reason not to go get some of these things if they're free or if they're cheap, like domains for the most part. Um, you know, was that domain under $10? Yes. Yes. Right. I mean, it's, it's not it, most of the time if it's something to be honest, that one, I'm a little, I, I maybe would have guessed it was, it was a little bit more just cause it's got the word social in there. And sometimes domains with like a common word will, they, they try to jack it up a little bit, but I mean, even better, you know, and if you sign up for a couple of years, like, like we, I know I use GoDaddy all the time. I'm a kind of domain idiot at times where, I st- I'll go and like look something up and if it's available, I'm like, Oh yeah, it's, it's seven bucks. I'm buying it and I'll put up a landing page and see what happens and nothing ever does. So, um, <laughs> the, uh, but there's, there's definitely that case to be made to go out and get those, get those handles. So Brad question. Um, if anyone is really looking to, they're in the rebranding process, they've rebranded. What are some tips to let your, current client base or your current customer base um, know about the rebrand? What have you done or are planning to do? Sure. Well, I had, you know, I have a fairly small roster. <laughs> so um, I, I just basically visited each and every one of them and uh, just kind of set the table of expectation that, look, you know, I'm going to be moving um, into a different branding direction um, and, along with that is going to probably come a little bit more clear definition of what my services will offer. But just so you know, uh, that doesn't change anything for us. Um, you know, we're just going to migrate over to this new brand or, you know, I said at this point, I still hadn't talked to a lawyer. So I was like, you know, I'll be talking with my attorneys to, you know, kind of work things out. So then by the time it was time to grandfather, grandfather. move everything over, it was like, you know, they already knew and they were cool with it. And to be honest, they were excited. And that was the best part. Like 
talking about social flicks with my clients. They just got on board and they were instantly behind me. And so I, that would probably be just my advice, you know, just have a conversation with them and, and get them excited too. Because so you didn't that get any, like, you push didn't get any push, push back, you didn't get any pushback or uh, negative feedback. No way. Point. No. And it, in fact, very much opposite, completely, not only supportive, but very much encouraging, very excited. Um, very you know, cool. Great, great conversations. Yep. So I would say if perhaps if you had more clients, you could use tools like shoot, shoot a couple uh, email drip, drip campaigns to let them know it's coming down the, the pipeline or, um, you know, changing all your, your, you wouldn't do it abruptly. You obviously. No, followed. no. And you definitely want to set expectation. I mean, in, but that goes for any changes inside your business, whether you're branding or rebranding or not. Right. Like, I mean, if there's some other things coming, like, all right, when it's time to hire, uh, say when it's time for social flicks to hire its first full-time creative, that's a good time to let the clients know that, Hey, there's some changes coming down the pike. And that's just been my method of operation for a long time is to over communicate and make sure that they know um, what's going on, on, you know, the other side of the place that they're writing checks to. So, um, so long as you keep those lines of communication open, um, it shouldn't be too big of an issue. Uh, and in reality, I mean, you're not, if you're changing, yeah, if you're changing prices, that's a different story. Um, then they might care. But, <laughs> sure. and it's not that they don't care. They're enthusiastic. But in reality, it, it doesn't, it doesn't affect them unless it affects them. Unless, right. I mean, which is a stupid thing to say, but it's, that's really what it is. It's, you're changing your brand. You're the, you're behind the brand. You're, you're behind their brand. So, you know, you're not like, I mean, you're public facing, but you're not always necessarily, Hey, we're doing this and this, um, here and there you, you probably do. I know you do. Mm -hmm. Um, like, like we do. I mean, we here and there will, if, if one of our clients has something going on or, you know, if we do a cool video and want to say, like, Hey, we kind of pat ourselves on the back. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Right. Put on the website. Um, so it definitely for, and I'm sure for the folks that, that listen to this show that I know who listen to the show here and there, they're, they're with us. They're <laughs> on the solopreneur or, or um, it's a couple people doing things for other clients. And um, the other, the, the one thing I wanted to say is that you, it's not like um, you didn't have a bad brand. Like I, I know you were saying some people didn't get the name or anything, but you, it was, it's not like you had it going for six months and then you decided, Oh no, it's changes. You had it going for a while you had a website. You had, it was, you had branding up there. You've, you had branding on all your social channels. You were known like colors, certain colors. Those are your brand pictures, all that type of stuff. And you just decided I'm not good with it at this point, And I want to pivot that fun word pivot. Yeah. For sure. Well, th but that was it though, right? Like I, I just, it didn't, it was literally to a point where it held me back from talking passionately about it. I was, was embarrassed. Amazing. Well, I watched your intro video and it was like such enthusiasm. It was like, <laughs> you're, you're like, yeah, <laughs> I love it. Cause I could tell you're excited and it's yeah, uh, excited. And yeah, essentially you've been freed from a little bit of confusion uh, in your, in your own words. 
uh, it's very exciting to land on that point where it's now it seems like, are you going to be producing more, more uh, branded content for yourself? Is that part of your um, plan to get yourself out there and known now that you have a, such a solid brand? Absolutely. So, and that's, uh, that's basically what the YouTube and Facebook uh, co existence is going to be all about. So, uh, at first I was like, well, yeah, YouTube, that's a good spot for my stuff to just live and I'll put some client work up there. But really when I kind of dive into it, there's a lot of people out there that are just like me that are aspiring videographers that want to get better at their craft, that want to, uh, that want to help clients tell stories. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I hate saying it, but I'm a D rock for my, my, my clients, you know what I mean? I'm producing, you know, I'm producing three shows a week, sometimes four a week. And that's um, a lot. It, it's a ton, but I love it. And it's just, it just oozes out of me. So the, what the YouTube channel is going to do is it'll be a place to, to showcase some of that work because everybody's asking me potential clients, particularly, particularly, gosh, I've never been good with that word particularly that's a good reason why you didn't name your company with that word. right particularly <laughs> right it is particularly right um so you know they're always asking for visual representations obviously they want to see some video work so youtube is an obvious first place to start putting some of that stuff but you know the more uh the more i turn the camera around when I'm in the moment, when I'm filming for this client or when I'm at a location for this other client and I can turn around and start to tell the inside story of the story we're telling, I can get that out there. Um, so there'll be a little bit of a vloggy kind of content for myself. Uh, also tutorial Tuesday. I'm pretty excited about that. So pretty much things that I've learned along the way, some tips and tricks in Adobe Premiere Pro and things like that. Uh, the Envato market is great too. So Tutorial Tuesdays will be a regular run of just, hey, you want to know how this goes? Which is great for virality, by the way. Um, you know, you awesome. just put that out there. And so, and gear reviews, I've already gotten out with um, Amazon Associates and setting up, you know, links and things like that. So I can start gear reviews and things like that too. So they'll, that might bring in a little bit of monetization factor into my YouTube channel. That's long-term. Um, you know, definitely won't be a big thing, but YouTube is going to be my website for the time being. And I, I'm excited about that. I get I love to learn that. YouTube better and, and I just get to showcase my work a lot better. I really love the, uh, the behind the scenes because I know like working with brands before they're like, let's do a video. Let's do a video. Let's do a video. So when they see how much work and it's showcasing how much work this actually is, um, it actually, your value they see your value uh, as it, it solidifies them hiring you because people so often think it's just so easy or it's a magic bullet. So you're showing them one, it's hard work and it takes time. Um, Definitely. And most people, I'm not sure why are afraid to show behind the camera, maybe because they don't want to show non-perfection, but then your clients can relate to you. Uh, so totally. I'm, I'm looking forward to that and, and the gear reviews. That'd be definitely cool. Brad, what are some of the, um, you don't have to mention the clients if you don't want to, but like, what are the, what are the videos that you're doing on a, on a weekly basis? What types of videos are you producing for them? What types of shows, web series, whatever? Sure. So, uh, basically they're Facebook, uh, centered because I can target 
and I can spread awareness through the wonderful ad targeting inside Facebook. Uh, for one client, actually two clients, it's more of a documentary style. Um, oh, and you know what? Maybe mention the, the industries. Okay. That they're in. So, so uh, a local realtor in town uh, who we've recently learned is now number one in the MLS market here, um, which is like really, really awesome. Um, we do a doc, we do a vlog style show for her. Um, we try to keep it weekly every now and again, there's some snags where we might miss a week, but, uh, the fans love it. And when it's gone, uh, there was a, there was a time period where it was gone for two weeks and people were like, where's day in the life? Where's day in the life? Where's day in life? We want to see more of it. And it's just me literally being her D rock. I'm following her to properties. I'm following her to showings. I'm hanging out with her in her office. I'm getting to know her team. She, she had me um, take the drone out and she says, you do the vlog this time. So I went, awesome. to the, went to the, a couple of land properties and threw the drone up there and just recorded my own vlog and put it up there. So that, so that was, that was, that's, you know, the vlog style for the, for her. She's a realtor. Uh, another one is in the uh, custom cabinetry business, I guess you would say like millwork things like that. That's more of a documentary style. We go really, we go inside the shop. I mean, we put cameras on the tools. We, you know, go with them as they do installs. We do a lot of befores and afters. Um, they've done a multi-million dollar project uh, in town here that they've recently um, completed. And, uh, you know, just telling that story, being able to see the pieces of raw wood that they've been able to mold and create and cut and put into this chapel has just been absolutely unreal and that's brought them some business um, obviously the hockey team keeps me busy as well that's another documentary style and to be perfectly honest that is what launched me wholeheartedly into video when I about a year and a half ago was with the Helena Bighorns I wanted to tell more stories through video I didn't know how to do Adobe Premiere Pro <laughs> All I had was a handy cam and a smartphone and Windows Movie Maker. And I spent 45 hours over a Labor Day weekend in 2015 forcing myself to learn the basics of Adobe Premiere Pro, turned my phone off and just dove in. And what came out of that was Beyond the Bench. And Beyond the Bench is basically telling the stories of 25 young hockey players that come from all over the place. Um, and it, I mean, that puts more butts in the seats. It sells more apparel. It uh, got us some more sponsorships. And in fact, our largest sponsor invested 3,000 more this year just so that they could keep their branding on the show. So, so um, ROI. ROI happened instantly. as a direct result of, of these videos. And this, so I mean, I, I'm very familiar with those. I, I saw them all the time, see them all the time. And it's, it's vlog style documentary style like you're on the bus with these guys yeah. and and i mean it's it's really cool because this is not it's we're not talking about nhl right we're talking about is it considered junior hockey or is it minor league hockey like which would it which is yes it yeah junior hockey it's it's you know basically the step before these kids go to college they're kids yeah so they're what late teens 16 to 20 16 mm -hmm. to 20 at the oldest 20 years old right so these are right. kids like they they may have a professional hockey career in some capacity or they may not. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And they're in Montana <laughs> and they're in, they're traveling around. Where do they travel? Where do you guys travel to? 
what states? We travel all over uh, Montana and to two locations in Wyoming. In Wyoming, okay. So it's 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 very rural. Yeah. Right. Um, totally. And but I I gotta say like it's it, I don't think it matters where you come from. I'm I'm not I'm not like the super hockey fan. I grew up in the Northeast. Hockey was around Bruins and the Bean Pot, and I mean Massachusetts is full of hockey rinks that are like 80 years old at this point, right? For sure. Even Rhode Island, we had, we had Mount St. Charles, which you may or may not have heard of them. They had like, they won 25 straight high school championships. There was some ridiculous hockey school way back when, right? So it was big. I wasn't super into it, but you, you had to follow it. It was everywhere. And even as, as some like a very casual fan, like watching those videos, it's still, it's, it can be captivating at times, you know, it's like, you're just watching it's, it's these kids going through this process of growing up and it, not that it gets crazy into that, but you see, you see development, you see things happen. You see, you know, it's not just the game score a goal, get back on the bus. Like there's other things involved and it's totally like its own TV show. I mean, that's really what it is. Um, it's, it's really cool. And I'm not saying you can, anybody can do that with anything, but there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that people can do. And I I mean, you're, you're just one person, right? You're, you're one person doing this. You have probably more than one camera. If you consider your phone, another camera or two, three, four, I've got four different cameras. If you count the drone. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Do you take them all with you? Absolutely. Well, it depends. Okay. Um, so, uh, like when I went on the road most recently for the, uh, for the road trip beyond the bench that aired a couple weeks ago, last week, I guess I brought all the gear just in case. Um, if I'm going to go out and do a property shoot real quick and I know that it's in town and, and by following the laws of drones and FAA regulations, if I know I'm not even going to be able to take the thing out, I might just throw my DSLR in a camera bag and bring it with me over my shoulder. So uh, it, it depends on the job. Next week, I'm doing my first major commercial. Um, I'm going to get to uh, actually handle a Red Dragon camera. It's $50,000. Whoa, like, no it's, way. It's a real like. Oh, I've seen camera. it. I, I've been around <laughs> one. Uh, and, and yeah, that's a yeah, geek so out full they, on camera. Yeah, I've got seven pages of script and screenshots or not screenshots, but shot list and everything else. I'm wicked excited to be able to do this kind of thing. Um, I've been asked to shoot weddings. I mean, there's video itself is just so. Oh, I love it so much. I love being able to tell visual stories. And I think maybe what sets me apart with other people that offer video as well as I think maybe I have a passion for being a nerd too. (laughs) I like putting, (laughs) I like putting it on social. I like finding the right audience. I like, you know, bringing awareness to to brands. But what I love most of all is that my clients are successful Mm -hmm. and if they're not successful, social flicks never happens. Right. And um, that's really the blessing of all of it, whether it's called imagine bound media or social flicks or Brad old house videos, it doesn't matter. Um, so long as they're gaining what they need to from the work that I'm doing for them, then it's all worth it. Which it sounds like, like they are, I mean, based on the results that, that are coming in. Um, I, let's, let's wrap it up this part of it and then we'll move into a, another quick little 
podcast recommendation section. Um, in terms of the practical application on just specifically with social media. So you, whether it's the hockey team or, or um, real estate client or cabinetry folks, like after you make the video, then you're coming up or you already have in place a, a content plan, a strategy as to, okay, here's what we're doing with this. And here's why, here's what we're doing with this to make it valuable and make it work for you. Um, can you just like kind of not go into too much detail, but just briefly talk about like, okay, I take this video, I split it up and I make teasers or I just, I put it in ads or we put it on posts or we do, we post it at, you know, on the Facebook page natively because of this versus this on Twitter or YouTube, like just a little bit about what you, how you approach it. Absolutely. So, uh, it's always Facebook first. So it's always native into Facebook. I never put it to YouTube and share a YouTube link specifically because I know Mark Zuckerberg hates any other social network and just based on algorithms, I think we increase our chances of eyeballs if we upload natively. Natively, There we go. So that being said, um, as I'm editing, I will create the 59 second uh, clips for Instagram. I'll also uh, create a small little timeline for Instagram stories, which are doing something very interesting for my real estate client right now. Um, so some actual produced hmm. uh, Instagram stories, which are a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, Twitter is good for her purposes, not necessarily. That's, you know, more of a, she's a part of a bigger real estate brand. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, yeah. In, term, in terms of that, it kind of shows off to the rest of her bigger brand. You know what I mean? Like what she's doing in Montana, but it's not, it's not bringing her any buyers necessary. So I'm able to dial in on where the buyers are through Facebook pretty well. So that's why we go that route for her. As far as the, um, the cabinet client, uh, it's very similar. They, um, they like calls to action and, and all of those links. Um, we've got a pixel out there for them. Um, we're able to track conversions. Uh, I can prove three jobs uh, right from Facebook. Two of them came from ads. One of them came just from uh, hitting that message button call to action, if you can believe it. Um, so I don't know if that necessarily answers your question, but yeah. every, everything starts with Facebook and goes, goes from there. Um, it's just too easy to build audiences and it's too easy to tweak audiences. It's too easy to play with, to not try it. Um, and we're small, you know, Helen is 45,000 people. We don't, we don't need to get on YouTube necessarily. So, well, that makes it more amazing, honestly, to me, because you're talking about, you have a real estate client that is selling houses and this, you know, in, in that area of such a small area. And that's, that's pretty amazing to be honest. It's, 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 this is what blows my mind. And she shows me the stats. Like this is why she gets excited when she shows me this stuff. She's like, Brad, I'm number one in our MLS. And I'm like, man, that's great news. I'm so excited for you. And she goes, yeah. Do you realize that in our area, there's 350 real estate agents? Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I knew there was a lot, but <laughs> like, that is ridiculous. Yeah. And I mean, obviously some of them are like the, oh, I'm a real estate agent and they never do anything about right. it. Right. So 
maybe 5% of those are real active day-to-day full-time realtors. But even of those, to, to boost her up to number one in sales, to have more transactions coming in, to be able to quantify the transactions coming in from the work that we're doing for her is awesome. And you're still like, I mean, for a real estate agent and for your area, you're still really cutting edge because I'm one of my friends here in Scottsdale just started Facebook living house tours before he has an open house. He's like, Hey, I'm going to be here for four more hours. He is very like three people watching, but it's a start. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes on for a while. So I do like the idea of a finished product knowing that a house can be on the market for quite a while. And then you're just hitting the highlights. Um, well, and I know I can tell you that for our, we, cause we have a real estate agent too, that he's, he's since he's been with, with brandish like he for the last couple of years he's doing ex- exponentially better and like this year is his best year ever last year was his best year ever this year he's topping it and it's i mean part of it is also the home the home market the house market is is good i would say right now um but that still means it's good for everybody <laughs> so if you're the best of the best i mean that's that's great and doing the facebook lives i mean what is it? 80% of the replay of the views come on replay. So just so you have one or two people watch it live, it doesn't matter. Just leave it up and it's going to get into other people's feeds. And if again, it comes down to like, is it interesting? Like, is it just a house? Well, oh, here's a door. Here's a garage. Here's a, here's an empty living room. Or are you making it fun and interesting? That's, exactly. that's what it's about. And, and what Brad does, I see it. It is like, uh, and you mentioned D-Rock, and for those that don't know, D-Rock, David Rock is the guy who documents for uh, this marketer out there named Gary Vaynerchuk, who you may or may not be familiar with, but he's a pretty popular guy in the marketing community. And, and he hired this, this guy, David Rock, to document him almost daily uh, for the last couple of years. And, and so, Brad, what you do is you document the real estate agent on a weekly basis, right? Yes. Regular, like you said, reg- somewhat regularly, and yep. as regularly as we can. <laughs> yeah, and it's but it's not the same because that can get monotonous too. I mean, it's okay. We're gonna document, and here we are driving to the house, and we're doing an open house, and now we're driving back, and we're here at the like. You have to you have to mix it up. It's you have to find fun stuff, and that's it's funny because that's where you see these shows like Million Dollar Listing, right? Essentially, that's kind of like a overly produced vlog, really. Truth. And they come up with stuff like a lot of it is very, I don't know, maybe not totally scripted, but like there's elements they're trying to get in there. Like I know for a fact when they're doing those scenes where it's the buyer and the the agent and they're going back and forth on the phone and it's like, oh, you can come down, you can go up, whatever. First of all, it takes longer than that. (laughs) It takes longer than that. And then it's... it's not like this whole, it's not like that. It, they, they play it up very theatrically to make it drama. Um, even though every time you know, oh, okay, well, they're going to settle on a price. Like mm-hmm. every time you know that for the most part. So, so that it, it's interesting that, and it's still like amazing that you can make it interesting every time without it being the same thing every time. Well, she's a personality, though, too. Right. You know, I mean, if you ever watch any of the vlogs, like she's just a she's a great person just to watch. 
you know, and she's got, you know, a great laugh that makes everybody else laugh. You know what I'm saying? And her team is just like that too. So, I mean, even when we do hit those dry spots, the camera's still going and she likes having some of those laughable moments out there because yeah. like you said, it, it brings in some authenticity, but it also breaks up some of the monotony because, you know, let's be honest, uh, a really good realtor is on the phone more than they're doing anything else. You know, you can only get so much footage of this. <laughs> so you need to be able to mix it up. You're absolutely right. And she's, she's great on camera. She's great with the new ideas. And, and that keep that forces me and challenges me to get more creative too. So, um, yeah, it's anything we can show, like it's her photographer or, you know, it's her listing agent or, you know, we show off a property and a vlog, whatever it is, you know, what, that's what we aim for. We just, just want to be different. She wants to be different. She's paying me to keep her different. And that's what that it's all about is making money. <laughs> so, so, well, I mean, look, that's what, that's what it's all about, Brad. I thank you for explaining all that. Yeah, and you. for sharing uh, your knowledge and what you're in the middle of and going through with us. Um, totally. I know Adam. This is real I life. Both appreciate it. It's, it's real life. It's true. It's, it's really getting real. Um, but, uh, but now like let's, let's, uh, let's make a couple, let's each come up with a, a podcast recommendation. Let's jump into that and make a recommendation for a podcast. It could be anything. It doesn't have to be related okay. to social media or anything. Just a show that you like to listen to um, that you would recommend to others and, and talk about it a little bit. So you being the guest, uh, I mean, do you, well, are you ready with one or do you want us to go first? Um, you guys go first. Okay. Cause I, I've got a couple ideas, but I want to hear yours first. Okay. okay. Adam, you, <laughs> so go, Adam. mine is, um, yeah, we like to ask on the show because still people hear about podcasts from word of mouth recommendations, even though there's a lot of recommendation engines out there. So mine is actually a little bit of an update in the industry because podcasting is impacting real life. So if, if you're familiar with the podcast, uh, podcast S town. Um, I get a great newsletter called inside podcasting and this, uh, I think it was uh, today's today's, uh, newsletter. Basically what's interesting is one of the lead characters of the podcast S town was actually pleaded guilty to felony burglary charge, criminal, um, trespassing and two misdemeanor accounts of theft and is going to be sentenced, uh, and spend five years on probation. And he willingly shared all this on, on, on air and now is regretting all of it for sharing it on air. <laughs> oh, man. And, That's great. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands of downloads because it was the serial producers, um, oh, This American Life team and all that. Right. And at about a small little Alabama town. And so if you haven't caught the show, this is real life. <laughs> and... Uh, his traded his five minutes of fame for uh, five five years of probation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probation is so what? That's true. That's true. That's true. Probation. He's like, you I, I stole all this stuff. I broke in. Uh, the second one, which is actually a recommendation of a show, one of my favorite news shows, is still uh, the New York Times The Daily. It's about a twenty minute average uh, daily podcast. Uh, you wake up in the morning, it's there. They do a lot of deep dives into some, um, some sometimes deep dives into one one topic, sometimes uh, multiple. 
But anyways, to show the power of podcasting uh, and why this is a good recommendation, they just surpassed 100 million downloads. Um, so you're talking, they were going at 34% month over month uh, since June. They're almost uh, caught up to us. I was going to say, that sounds about half of where you're at, right? It's, like, li- it's literally half. Um, <laughs> awesome. If you divide, yes. uh, but d- divide by 50 or something like that. Well, if you count, if you count ours in milliseconds, <laughs> uh, well, I, well, think, I think they're close. We will all know when uh, iOS 11 drops their podcasting stats numbers. Anyways, those are my two. Vincent. My turn. Uh, okay, so I'm going to start with a shameless plug for uh, my wife's podcast. And uh, I, 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 I'm going to throw it out there. I don't care who likes and who doesn't. You guys better like it. Oh, for sure. It's called Early Childhood Journeys. Uh, I, 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 feel, I feel like I'm, I, I'm a part of having this happening, so I'm, I'm proud of it too, but she, she does a great job. She, it's, it's about, uh, she's, she's a consultant in the early, early childhood education field, and she kind of got inspired by me and Adam doing our show and designed her whole, speaking of branding and rebranding, Yeah, she did her whole thing herself she designed her itunes uh, itunes apple podcast cover and the the facebook page and all that stuff and she posts and she does it all she uploads it she uses pippa like we do um she went and got a a blue snowball uh, microphone which may or may not be better than mine no comment um and uh (laughs) and and she up like she just has a new a new episode up right now it just it just popped in right now i just saw it so she she may need a new jingle she i don't know she's got valentina on there she's got her four-year-old i was gonna go that comes on and and introduces the show briefly it it was gonna be a play on lower expectations to be higher expectations No, she and she did all that herself, and um, awesome. I'm, yeah, really proud of her. So, so she, and she loves doing it. So she does these interviews with people in the field, and and it's it's really it's it's getting more and more popular because there's really not a lot out there, especially locally. There's not a lot. There's no one doing that in her field locally. A podcast like it's just not happening. So um, she's ahead of the game, and uh, it's called Early Childhood Journeys. Check it out, and we'll put a link in the show notes, Brad. I'm still writing it down. You might oh. have to. You might have to edit for time. Okay, so um, I'm I'm gonna get probably unoriginal with uh, with my recommendations. I'm a massive massive fan of Gimlet Media. Yes, I love their podcasts. So two of them in particular that I well, you know what? There's three. Sorry, I'll just name them off. Reply All is a recurring show that uh, basically they talk about strange things on the internet and dive into the stories behind things that go viral or memes or what does this mean? And they have some great guests and awesome content. I love it. Another Gimlet Media show that I told Vincent about uh, months ago was um, called Crime Town. And the first season was about uh, the mob presence in Providence in the uh, 80s. My hometown. That's right. An extended um, family. I, I know so many of the names in that show. <laughs> I can't even tell you. I cannot even tell you. And the final Literally, one. Literally, I, I can't tell you. you know, forget about it. I'm not supposed to say anything. Hey, forget it. Uh, so the, the last one from Gimlet that has got my attention as of at least recently um, is called Homecoming. And 
the homecoming uh, storyline has been so much fun to listen to because it's just been like almost like an audio movie, if you can think of it that way, just the way they produce it. But this season was even cooler because one of the main characters they've spun off. And while you're listening to season two, you can go and read what's happening on this guy's end from his perspective. And it is really a great way to dive further into a podcast. I thought that was really neat. Um, A really neat way to bring more awareness for the show, but also to bring him deeper into the story. I just, I I love Gimlet. It seems like anything Alex Bloomberg touches is gold. So me too. I'm the same way. We, we only have a couple minutes left, but Gimlet is like, to me, I know people say NPR and all that, but Gimlet is really, for me, the standard bearer because the show, the way they produce their shows and the topics and the content and all that, like, and they're kind of all over the place. Like they, the first one was startup and it was about him starting, starting Gimlet. Right. Yeah. And they had, yeah, it was so good. And then, and now they do the pitch, which is the, the, like almost not live, but it's, it's in the room as these founders are going into the the VC and trying to get the funding, the VCs, room and i mean mogul about chris lighty and his rise and fall and death like even that i haven't finished that one um but and crime town was like the yeah that was the the be all and end all for me i don't know for me i don't know if i can listen to the next one because it's not about my old hometown so <laughs> for sure <laughs> and yeah, a few totally. movies, i don't know if you know like the pitch existed before they acquired the show did uh, not know that oh, really? yeah, it's my friend josh he he had another partner. I don't know if he's still in there, but he was in Florida and he started doing this show on himself by himself. And then obviously got better mics, playing better stories. And then they acquired that. And who knows? They're making a lot of these into TV shows and to HBO series. Um, it's, it's an exciting time to podcast. It is. I mean, that's the pitch is basically like shark tank, except for real, for real. Yeah. <laughs> well, because Shark Tank is like whatever they're gonna go. Yeah, they're gonna get funding or valuations and all. This is like they're real founders. Like they're not TV personalities. Right. They're, they're they're you know the Shark Tank people were investor like Mark Cuban. Like yeah, he's an investor. He's a big time investor, but he's not like a, a, a funding a VC person in like Silicon Valley that's or wherever that's doing it and that's all they do. That's not all he does. It's right. He has more money than God, so he does it. And he's making money at doing it. So, um, but yeah, no, I totally, I, I'm totally into anything Gimlet does. Um, I mean, you know, I could go on. I know Adam could too, and Brad. I'm sure you can. There's a million. I have lists of shows. I have a list of shows that are just based either about or in Arizona. And there's 32 shows on that list. And there's there's no way I have them all. <laughs> there's, I just, but those are the ones that people respond with. So, um, yeah, man, that's great recommendation and uh i think i think that's our show for this week yeah that's all we got thanks for coming on brad thanks for having me of course anytime and we'll follow up with you about the rebrand how it's going and how it's changed we'll we'll do a look back in the future i'd love to hear yeah and if anyone wants to see the uh we i shared social flicks's video the the brand video with the flipping around phone and all that uh, on our more than hashtags Facebook page uh, tonight. I mean, you know, we it's, we'll get it out there as much as we can, obviously. And uh, it was really cool though. So if you want to check that out, if you're listening, go on our Facebook page, whenever you listen to this and, uh, and, and keep an eye out for it. Thanks so much. 
see you guys next week. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Take care. Thanks, Brad. Later, everybody. Peace.